pray, and we're going to get right into it. I think I'll get shuffled up here. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. Uh, what a blessing it is to start this new year uh, after 20. Uh, we thank you for the blessings of that, but God, we don't want to rest on what anything happened in the last. We want to focus on today and then what you have for us uh, each day that you give us breath. So we just pray for this time. May uh, our hearts be open and may you speak to us in ways that maybe you haven't for a second. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's good to see all of you. Welcome back. Uh, you decided to come back after last week, after our extravaganza, and uh, we're glad that you're here today. Um, we're going to start a new uh, lesson series that I'm going to call Walking by Faith. Uh, nothing original, nothing that a lot of you probably haven't heard before, but some things that I think God might want to nudge us a little bit as a group and as individuals to think about what that means and all those kinds of things. Fourteen years ago, um, I had surgery, I had double knee replacement. Up to that point, for about six or seven years before that, I was very, uh, I couldn't hardly walk. Uh, I couldn't even get a parley up on stage here because my knees were so bad because I treated them like they were uh, for recreational use or something like that. And so uh, I, I abused my knees. I didn't think there was going to be uh, an end date to my knees, but there was. And uh, during that time, uh, during that time between when I got the surgery and when I was waiting on the surgery, I noticed that people all like to walk because <laughs> that's how we get around. We walk. We walk. We, we go places. And so I watched people's walk. I know that sounds a little weird, but I watched how people walked. And I noticed some people had a gait. Some people had a, had a very deliberate gait. They were, you know, they were they're fast walkers. There was some slow walkers. There was some walkers that, that just kind of limped. There were some walkers that you could tell it was a back problem. There were some walkers you could tell it was a knee problem. Some walkers you could tell it was a hip problem. And, and as you saw people walk, uh, it began to make you look at your own life and say, man, I, I miss walking because I used to run and I walked and everywhere I went, I it didn't care. And, and so and when I finally got that surgery, I got double at the same time. I got both of them taken care of and it changed my life. It changed my life. Now, uh, I still have trouble with stairs and I still, uh, but I, I love to walk now. And I, that's one of the things Brenda and I do. We walk a lot. We try to find ways to walk together because that's where uh, we connect now. And Brenda always has been one of those people that loves to walk. Um, I understand that when your legs or your hip or your back goes out, uh, it it uh, changes your life. It changes your life because you alter. I remember uh, talking to people that, that are going through it or getting ready to go through it. I remember when I would go to walk somewhere, I would always think, how can I get to that place over there? What's the minimal amount of steps? How quick can I get to over there? Can I, and if it, uh, Bob would do it in 1,000 steps, I would do it in maybe 16 because Bob just, you know, he's a flitter. He flits all over the place. That's not me. I would be like, I'm going a straight line. Bob would go over to, you know, 40 people's houses to figure it out. And for me, I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. I'm, I want to know the quickest way I can get there because as soon as I get there, my legs are still hurting. And so I remember 
counting my steps. I remember that, that walking was, was tough. And today, is, as I talk about walking by faith, I think it's tough too. I think it's one of the toughest things for us as Christians to talk about walking by faith. We gloss over it because walking by faith, we've heard it since we were kids. You know, what is faith? It's something you don't see. It's something you can't touch. It's something you can't smell. It's something that's just there. What is faith? Well, faith is something that is hard to understand unless you have or are going through a process where you're just walking and you don't understand why you're walking or where you're walking and how you're going to get there. And while you're walking, it hurts. It hurts. And you go, why am I walking in this direction? Why is God having me doing this for this time in my life? And so those kinds of things uh, really begin to, to work on us. Uh, as Christians, the Bible talks tons about our ability to walk in faith, to be able to walk in faith. I want to read this scripture for you, and then we'll get into our lesson today. It says, keep on walking. Here we go. Next, maybe. We have around us many people whose lives tell us, without, uh, tell us what faith means. In other words, in one version it says there's a, there's a host of people that have come before you and there's people all around you that tell you what, it, what faith looks like. And then he goes and he says, so let us run the race that is before us and never give up. And that's, that's our quest. That's our quest. As long as you're here to not give up. And I think a lot of us in running the race, and it's hard, and we're hurting, and we've got pain from the past, We've got pain that, that happened yesterday, pain that happened years ago, and we're walking. As we walk, we begin to think in our heads, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. And, and you know, none of us think, oh, I'm not walking by faith. But we, we have a, a, a thing going on in us that says, I just can't do this. I can't do what, I, what God has called me to do. I know God wants me to have faith. I know he wants me to be able to live victoriously in this life. I know that he has a plan for me, but dang, <laughs> this walking by faith stuff, is, it's, it's really, really hard. So I, want, I came today, I think, to tell you that it's possible for you to walk by faith. It's possible if, you're, if, you're, if your walk is damaged. It's possible if your walk isn't damaged. It's possible to walk by faith by, by moving forward even though you don't see it, even though you don't feel it, even though you don't sense it, it's possible to walk by faith. And that's what I came this morning to, to share with you. God's plan, uh, when, when he put us on this earth, he gave us two things that he wanted to say to every person who was a follower of him. Here's two things I want you to do. One is I want you to, I've given you my word and I want you to take my word and I want you to live by my word. Okay, Jeff, thanks. Thanks for that. We really appreciate that. Good job. Now what? Most of us have a hard time with the Bible. Most of us, when some guy stands up here or somebody says you should... You should be reading the Bible. You should be doing something with it. You should be ingesting it. You should be allowing it to come into your life. We're going, I've tried that. <laughs> I've tried to read it, and nothing happens. Or I read it, 
and I don't understand it. And I put it in me, and I, I try, and somebody says, read all of it. So I, and many of you have tried it. I read the Bible all year long. And I get to the end of the year, and I go, I did it, yay! And my life still kind of goes, <laughs> you know, it's like this, walking kind of slow, and walking kind of, oh, that hurts, oh, that hurts, it still hurts. Does it, should it hurt? And God is looking at us. He says, just take the word and get it in you. I'll do the rest. And the problem is most of us don't have the word in us. We, we have parts of the word in us, but we don't really have the word in us. The second thing that he gave us was he gave us his Holy Spirit. And the Bible says he gave us our, the Holy Spirit to be this helper, to be this, this entity, this God who, who understands and gets us, and gets us when we're stupid and we can't even know what to say, and when we can't even know what to, to, to get out there. And, and most of us, when we hear that, we hear about a Holy Spirit, there, there's several responses. Some of you, the response is, Yes, that's right, the Holy Spirit. Man, I love the Holy Spirit. I, I rely on the Holy Spirit. And some of you going, I don't understand the Holy Spirit. Uh, some of you went to a church where the Holy Spirit might have been, uh, let's, let's put it kindly, it was, it was abused. And, and, and there was people doing things and falling on the floor and laughing and doing weird things and go, what in the world is all that? And so the Holy Spirit that God intended to direct us and to guide us so we could walk by faith is pushed to side. And so we either are afraid of it, we don't understand it, or we get it and we go, okay. And that's the, the life in which we live here today because when God asks us to walk by faith, when God tells us, I want you to, walk, to, take, to take this faith and I want you to never give up, those were the two things that he took his people and said, here. So do you see a problem? Do you see why, why people in the church, God's people are so paralyzed? Do you see why God's people are some of the most fearful people in the world? Do you see why God's people are some of the people who are, are stuck in the past because something horrendous happened to them? Because they can't walk by faith. Because the two very things that he gave us to walk by faith, we kind of reject and we deny. And we want something else. Give me a seminar. Give me a pill. Give me something that makes me not like I am. I don't want to dig in the Bible. I don't want to know. I, and the reason we dig in the Bible is so the Holy Spirit can come along us and say, yes, yes. You're doing it right. Or, no, don't go there. Stop. God gave us those two things. And we reject them. And we, we, we don't understand them or we don't employ them. And then we wonder, why is my life such a wreck? Why am I always so fearful? Why can't I go to sleep at night? Why am I depressed? Why am I? And it's the whys go on and on and on. And I'm talking about the people who are supposed to be Jesus followers. I'm not talking about the crazy messed up world. They're supposed to be crazy. 
They're supposed to be without, without aim and without mission. They're supposed to be walking around saying we need to kill all the gas stoves. We need, I don't know. They need, they're, they're just, they're, they're those are the ones that are saying those things. I'm sorry, I'm not, that's probably a dumb thing. They're the, it's, just, it's just, it's silly. I'm not, that's, that was dumb. Take that back, okay? I don't know. It just is on my mind. Gas stove. Anyway. These two elements have got to guide us in the new year. Reading the Bible, getting it in us, some form of it, and the Holy Spirit directing us and guiding us. Otherwise, you ain't going to walk by faith. You ain't going nowhere by faith. You're only going to go by what you can see. And if you only go by what you can see, you're missing what God has for you. You're missing what God has for you. There's another verse that I want to put up. It's Hebrews 12.1. I think, did I just, yeah, there it is. I want to do it again. Let us run the race that's before us. I put it in a different version. Never give up. We should remove from our lives anything. Now, here comes the second part. We should remove anything from our lives, anything that would get in the way of sin that so easily holds us back. Now there's the there's the there's the the premise. There's the premise. Run the race and get rid of anything <laughs> that holds us back. So that's what we're going to start this morning. We're going to talk about things that hold us back. Let's talk about that. What are some things that do that? Well, the the the, the title that I put up there is don't play with things that distract you. Don't play with things that distract you. How many of you are doing that? We are so many distractions. And he says, remove these distractions. Remove anything that gets in the way that keeps you from walking, running your race. See, it's so hard. It's so hard to run the race that God has called for us. But it is also so simple. It is so simple because we are given the tools and we look at that and we go, well, yeah, I'm distracted. I mean, who, who amongst us doesn't have distractions in our life? So many things that distract us. You know, some of you, it's, it's social media. Some of you, it's, it's, it's I don't know, you, you, put in, you put in your thing. You put in whatever it is. And whatever it is, distractions don't help you. They hurt you. They keep you from doing the walk. They keep you from walking in faith. Paul says the key to finishing your race is to simplify your life, to take your life and to look at the distractions and say, this doesn't belong, and this doesn't belong. But most of us, you know what we're doing? We're busy putting this in our life. Let's try this and see how I feel. Let's try this and see how I feel. Let's try this. I need, another, I need five vacations instead of two. I need, I need this, to, and I need this, and I, And it just goes on and on and on. And Jesus says to us today, watch for the distractions. What are the distractions in your life? I don't know, but you know. You know what is distracting you, and you're deciding to continue on with it anyway. And the biggest distraction that any person in this room can struggle with at any time in their life is the distraction of your past. The distraction of your past. Things that happened yesterday. 
the, the guilt that happened yesterday, the grief that happened yesterday. And, and, and Jesus time and time and time again says, let the past stay in the past. But yet we drag the past along with us like Jacob Marley in his little chain thing. Here it is. And we're walking around with these chains of guilt and grief when Jesus came to say, I set you free. You're free. But we're not walking around like we're free. Stop playing with stuff that distracts you. Philippians 3 says it this way. Back, I think, sorry. Yep. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race. I strain to reach the end of the race. Here's what I want you to think about today. You have got to continue to start living like one day you're going to die. And I know nobody wants to think about that. None of us like that. It's not a, it's not a pleasant thought. But one day you're going to die. And your reward, your ultimate reward is that day, church. It is that day. And you have got to keep that in front of you every day on this earth. Remember that every day that there's a time coming when you will never face a pain or a problem or your past or anything. And if you do not live in that, you will be caught up and the past will have a hold on you and you are distracted. And you, and every time your kids want something, every time your spouse wants something, every time your grandkids need something, this distraction comes at you and it robs you. It robs you of right now. And so you make choices and decisions. You make, you make these, these broad sweeping things to overcome how you were hurt. And what it does is it ends up screwing up the people in your life that you love the most. He says, I'm not going to let the things of the past ruin my today. I'm not going to let the things of the past ruin my tomorrow. That was yesterday. I've got to forget the past. You've got to ask Jesus to help you not to dwell on your past. That has to be an everyday thing for some of you. Don't let me dwell on what happened yesterday. The other day, January 11th, it was my son's 39th birthday. And every year on January 11th, I, I have a hard time every day, every, every day, every year. Not, not every day of every year, but that day particularly just gets me. Just gets me. But I don't let it define me. And I don't let it make who I am. I don't let it affect my today. Does it hurt me deeply? Do I miss him? Yeah. But God continues to do something and I don't understand how he does. And he allows me to move step by step by step, day after day after day. Day after day after day. Stop playing with things that distract you. Number two. Number two. Now we can go there. Remember why you're walking. 
Remember why you go to church. Remember why you're a Christian. Remember why you do what you do. Because, you know, it gets lost. It gets lost so easy. Why do I go to church? I don't know. Why, why, why is it important that I go to church? I, I mean, last week, if you, if you saw Adam's, if you saw his video, one of the, every person that was there, it was so cool. You know, you need the church. You don't need to stay home in bed every week and watch the service online. You don't need to do that. You need other people. You need other people. I understand when you get sick. I understand you need to stay home, but not every week. The church is taking convenience and saying, yeah, yeah, thank you. We can watch it online. No, that doesn't do the trick because you don't get to see the pain and the problems of other people and say, how do you want me to do something, God? you got to remember why you're walking, and you're not just walking for you. You're walking for other people. You're walking to show other people that I can put one foot in front of the other, no matter how hellacious my life is. Do not forsake this assembly. Do not forsake the people that Jesus died for. He died for this assembly. He died for you. Do not give it up. Do not give it up. What's your why? What's your why? Why do you do what you do? If you do it because you think you should and you don't, it's going to go away very quickly. (laughs) It's going to go away very, very quickly. God is calling you today to make some changes in your life. He's asking you to start with the why. Why do you do what you do? Do you do it because you think somebody wants you to be here? Do you serve Jesus because somehow you think that, that if you do whatever it is you do, that God will look at you and go, I love you that much more? God will never love you more than he does today, no matter what crud you get into. He loves you the most. It's not about what you do, because it's already been done. Jesus did it. He took care of it at the cross. And so every time God looks at you, he goes, yeah, it's my kids. So our job then has to be remember why we're looking and why we're walking. Why are we doing what we're doing? What's what's about that? Let's look at 1 Corinthians. It says this. To win the contest, to win the race, to keep walking by faith, You must deny yourself. Oh, dang, Jeff, I don't want to bring that in. Yeah. You must deny yourself many things that would keep you from doing your best. There's those distractions again. We we do it for a heavenly reward that never disappears. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. A heavenly reward, personally rewarded by God. Personally. Every thought, every prayer that you pray, every good deed, everything that you do that, that, that God has you doing and you say, I'll, here I am, God, send me. God will reward you. Will the church? No. <laughs> will we stand you up here and say, that a boy, that a girl? Probably not. We might mention, hey, thanks for doing that. If you're doing it for that reason, I was talking to two preachers just last week and how we were saying that. If, you, if you're doing anything in ministry, if you're doing something for somebody else to get something back, it don't, it don't work very well. You ever done that? You do something for somebody, oh, they're going to really be appreciative of that. No. 
You don't do it for other people. You do it for him. You do it for that reward that's coming at the end. Every prayer you've ever prayed, every, every time you've sacrificed, Whitney talked about that last week, every time you've done something in the name of Jesus, every time you get your butt out of bed when you don't feel like it and you do something for somebody else, you come to church and you encourage somebody else. If you're coming here to get encouraged, I understand that. But that shouldn't be your motivation. Your motivation should be, who does God want me to lift up today? See, if we all did that, we'd all go back out of here going, yeah. But you know what? We come in here looking for like, what you got for me today? That's not proper. That's not biblical. If you're coming in here because the music is good or not good or coming here because the preacher's okay or not okay or is okay, it ain't going to last very long. Most Sundays I'm this, this way. Some Sundays our music is great. Some, it don't matter. You don't do it for that. You do it for him. You do it for him. You ever have lack motivation? You ever say, I really want to do that, but I just don't, I can't get motivated. You ever do that? Somebody shake a head, do something. Sometimes the only thing that works, the only thing that will work is eternal motivation. That someday God is going to look at you and he's going to go, well done. Well done. Go enjoy it all. <laughs> no, no unrest. No pain. Go enjoy it all. And we have got to keep that in the front of who we are as we walk by faith. As we walk by faith. We need that eternal motivation that leads us to say what Hebrews 6 says. Look what Hebrews 6, I love this little version of it. It's a different version. I think I put it there. Did I put it? I hope I did. Yes, I did. Don't drag your feet. Don't be a foot dragger. Let's talk about that. Be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. You know what a foot dragger is? Spend two minutes around little kids. Two moms and parents and little kids. I don't want to do it! No! They're dragging their feet. No, don't make me do this. I don't want to do it. That's how we are with God. No! You want me to do what? You want me to do what? No! I don't want to do it. Don't make me. Dragging your feet. Dragging your feet. Don't take me there, God. Don't make me do this. No! Why are you walking? Why are you walking? I got one more verse for you in this, in this section. Galatians 6, 9, I think I put it. Nope, I did. I should have had it above three, but that's okay. Here we go. Forgive me. I'm, I'm very flawed. Let us not get tired of doing what is right. Let me say it again. Let us not get tired of doing what is right, for after a while we will reap a harvest of blessing. Here's the caveat. If we don't get discouraged and give up. If we stop dragging our feet, if we don't give up, just because it's hard 
Don't stop. Just because you got resistance, don't stop. I've been, my, my kids got me a bunch of really purposeful, great gifts for Christmas, and one of them was dumbbells, and I got some lighter dumbbells, because my heavier dumbbells, my shoulders are blowing, and I can't do them. And I used to, I love to lift weights. It was one of my joys in life, to lift weights. And I can't, because both my shoulders are blowing. But I've been doing these, these uh, arm things, because they got them. And I love that. Every day, I'm doing hundreds of them, sitting there, sitting, doing this, doing, going back and forth, doing this, trying just to build up something here to get it back a little bit. And you know, I've been doing it, this is what, the three weeks I've been doing it. Every day I wake up and I say, today I won't be sore. <laughs> I'm so sore, can I walk? I hate it. I hate it. But I'm going to keep doing it. Because I know, I know it's going to do something. I know eventually it's going to do something. Am I always going to be sore? Probably but I'm going to keep doing it because I know, I know that it's, it's producing something. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up. And I think there's some things in your life that you've given up on. I've given up on joy. I've given up on peace. I've given up on a life that can be fearful, fearless. I've given up on a life that it just holds nothing but depression. And I wake up every morning and I just don't even want to get out of bed. And I believe there's some of you here today that are struggling big time with that because your life reeks just like everybody else's. Your life has all kinds of bad things. Just because you got money and somebody else doesn't, your life still reeks. Just because you're in good health and somebody doesn't, your life still reeks. You have problems because as long as you're alive, you're going to have those problems. And we need that external motivation that says, don't give up because one day you're going to be rewarded. I know we want that. We want that, you know, we wake up the next morning and we're not sore and we got bulging muscles and everything. We can just take it and we can just lift it up and it all goes away. But that's not what this life is about. This life is about struggle. It's about pain. It's about, it's about working through the messiness and the brokenness that is in this world and saying, because of Jesus, I can face tomorrow. I can walk, even though I don't see it, even though it looks horrible, even though tomorrow looks like it, it's, it's going to be horrible, I'm going to face it. I'm going to face it. Lastly, I think I put it up there on three. Let Jesus really take your wheel. Carrie Underwood had that song years ago, Let Jesus, you know, Jesus Take the Wheel. Yeah, there's some good things to that. I got sick of it the first couple years that it was around. I'm like, <laughs> but it is true. It is true. Because a lot of us are driving around in circles. And Jesus doesn't have the wheel. We do. And some of you need to be sure to get Jesus' hands back on the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Let us not get tired doing what's right, for after a while you're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't get discouraged and give up. If you don't get discouraged and give up, don't get tired. Don't get, it doesn't, you, it's not about not getting tired. Let me, let me back up and take that away. Don't give up. 
It's all right to be tired. Let Jesus replenish you. Let Jesus take and renew you. But what's he say? Every day his mercies are new. Every day he can wake you up with a new way to face tomorrow. Every day. No matter what stage of your life you're going through. Whether you're young here and you're going and looking at your life and saying, what am I doing? Or if you're here and you're getting close to the, the end years of your life, what is God doing with me? Know this. Plenty. He wants to do plenty with you. He wants you to be here to take others, to show others that it's a reason to live, that there's a reason to get up, that there's a reason to serve other people, that there's a reason to take humanity and to look at humanity, even though humanity seems crazy, to say today, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. Here's, here's why I think we don't like Jesus taking the wheel. Because when we start stuff, when we want to do something, there's always a delay between the time we do it. You know, my dad was a farmer. I've told you about this a million times. And I never, I learned this lesson so much from him. And I think that's why I'm more patient and I'm more laid back than most people because of my dad. My dad would take, and him and my grandpa would plant about 900 acres every year. And I remember at the end of the year thinking, is this ever going to come? Is the harvest ever going to come? Because all I remember him doing was putting money up because the tractor broke down. All I remember is putting money up because the seed was doing what it was doing. All I remember is that looking out and dad would go, oh my gosh, there's, there's no rain. My grandpa, there's no rain, but I'm going to trust the Lord. And then harvest time would come and maybe a third of the, third of the 900 acres didn't get, didn't get harvested. And they would look at the end of the year and they would, I never knew, I never knew that they struggled to pay the bills. But God always took care of them every year. And we have to be that way too because there's always delay. When you do what God asks you to do, there's going to be delay. You're going to feel a little bit fearful. You're going to feel some guilt. You're going to take that grief. And those things are natural and normal and part of the human experience. But what is not natural and normal for those who are in Christ is to continue to drag it around and drive the, drive the bus, the us bus, and drive it every day and then go, and I don't like the way us bus is taking me. And, you know, Jesus, why aren't you doing it? Because Jesus doesn't have the wheel. Either he's got the wheel or he doesn't. He does or he doesn't. Psalms 98 or 94, 19, I think, says this. 94, 19. Lord, when doubts fill my mind, listen to this. When my heart is in turmoil, Quiet me and give me renewed hope and a renewed cheer. Read that a couple times. Just be quiet. Just read that. What's your response when the first doubt comes? What am I going to do? 
He gives us two things. Two things, really simple to remember. Shut up. Be quiet. Be quiet. Shut up. Be quiet. What else does he say? Renew me. Not you renew me. Here's the third glass of wine. Oh, that'll take care of it. Yes, I feel a lot better. No. You renew me, Jesus. Maybe one glass. Okay. After I've asked him to renew one. Renew me. Renew me. Quiet me. Shut me up and renew me. Say that with me. Shut me up. I'll try it again. And what? What? Shut me up and renew me. Can you remember that? Could you remember that? Just shut me up and remember and, and renew me. You renew me. I can't renew me. No amount of Netflix will renew me. But we think it will because we'll go binge. No amount of, of whatever it is you do to do it, working out, you know, you all got your thing. Don't, don't laugh. Don't laugh to the Netflixers. You all got a thing that you do, that you resort to. Sports. <laughs> Sports. Love the Colts. Yay! <laughs> Quiet me. Renew me. Let's close it out. Here we go. Here's Jeff, what are you asking me to do? Shut up and ask God to renew you. That's it. Here's a couple things you can do practical. Start every day. I'm going to have 10 minutes of quiet time. You say, that's a lot. How much time do you spend on I just checked my, my Facebook. I, I do Marketplace. I'm on Facebook Marketplace about an hour a day. An hour a day. A day. Don't laugh at me because a lot of you are on, I know you're on there. You're doing something. An hour a day. And then I say, some guy stands up here and says, take 10 minutes and be quiet. No. I got 10 minutes. You know how busy I am? Really? You ain't a doctor. You ain't, you ain't an ER doctor. You ain't the president. You ain't, you, you, guys, come on. Start a daily time. How about praying for the church? Pray for your kids every day. Pray, pray, pray for, for, for your grandkids. Pray, pray for, for God to do something in your life. Just spend a couple minutes. One minute, one minute. So now we're up to 11. We're at 11 minutes. Here's one. Share your faith. Well, Jeff, I don't want to share my faith. Okay, start this way. This is a whole new year. How about this year you made it your quest to take two families that you know that don't go to church, that aren't going anywhere else. There goes my water. That don't go anywhere else. And you say, I'm going to invite them to come to church with me. When's the last time you asked somebody to come to this? When is the last time? Don't, don't tell me. But when is the last time you constantly said, I care that somebody else isn't doing? And, and you look around and you see the people that, that didn't used to come, they're, they're still not going. Who's calling? Well, Jeff, you should be doing that. Okay, the, the, I'm the last person that people want to see when they stop coming to church here. I, I know, I, I need to go. But I'm saying, how about you? How about you? Two people, two people. Lastly, Make this family gathering important. Make it important again. Church and church attendance and coming together is the last thing on most people's minds today. We come only if we don't got a better deal, some of us. 
We come only if there's something else going on, and we go, yeah, there's a ball game at 1 o'clock, and I want to be ready to sit in my chair and watch the 1 o'clock, and or I was out late last night, so yeah. Make this family gathering important. It's important because when you come, you show other people that there's other people that say, yes. Well, that person doesn't come. Yeah, that, and that person doesn't. Yeah, you, I can list you about 200 people that don't come or aren't going to church anywhere. Make this family gathering important. Here's, here's how it closes. God, shut me up. Renew me. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word that speaks very quietly. I know I don't always speak quietly, but you speak quietly. I know, God, that there's some people here today that you want to do a work in. You want them to start walking by faith. You want them to start seeing things that they've not seen. So God, help our faith increase this year. Help us to trust. Help us to obey. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before the band leads us in our ministry time, here's, here's how I want, I want you to think about this. And then we'll, we'll, we'll close. During our ministry time, I want you to ask God, God, what, what, is it, what is it you want to do in my life? Well, do you want me just to shut up? Okay, I'm going to do that. Do you want me to, I want you to renew me? Then do that. Whatever it is, ask God to do what, only, what he wants to do in your life. Not what you want him to do, because what you want him to do and what he wants to do are usually two different things. So let me, let me, let me close like this. I was thinking about this last night before I went to bed, and I thought how I was going to talk about this in my lesson today. And here, here it is. Every day, everyone in this car, or in this, in this place gets in their car, sorry, gets in their car some point. You get and you drive somewhere. You maybe drive a semi, maybe you drive a pickup, maybe you drive a, a motor car. I don't know what you drive, but you drive something. You trust, listen, you trust your car and you trust some darn mechanic that's in some shop somewhere, some Michael Zellers type that's sitting there to take care of your car. You're making sure that your brakes are going to stop, that it's not going to catch on fire on you. You trust that the person that's next to you, that's driving next to you, is not going to slam into you, is not going to kill you instantly because they're doing something they shouldn't do. And you go out there anyway every day. Every day, some of you get on an airplane and you trust some, some mechanic that went to six months of flight school to work on an airplane to, to get in the sky and to fly to all the locations of the world. And you trust it and you don't think anything about it. And then I stand up here. Hi, Mercy. And I stand up here and I say, walk by faith. And you're going, yeah. <laughs> Trust the guy who made me? Nah. Nah. Not going to do it. You don't say that, but that's in essence what you'll do today. You'll go home and you'll just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And what is that? Insanity. It's insanity. It's insanity. Break, break the chain.
song to close with today. Perfect. Um, shut me up. Renew me, God. Shut me up. Renew me. Pick one of those four things I talked about. You know, I'm going to invite some people. I'm going to, I'm going to make this year the year that I'm going to dig in and I'm going to come to church and I'm going to, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to, I'm going to see that other people are, are okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to check on them. I mean, cause I don't know how many times that people come in here with these unmet expectations, and they go out with the same ones. And God, you say, well, God didn't do it. No, God's people didn't do it. You can't rely on me, and you can't rely on this, this service to do that. It has to be God's church, his people, encouraging, coming alongside of each other and doing what only God has listed for you and for me to do. 
I want to invite you back next week before Abby comes. Uh, I want to do two things. Um, Hillary, would you come on up here real quick? Hillary's like, what? Uh, we had a naming the uh, cafe contest this year, and Hillary is our winner. She's our winner, winner, chicken dinner. And you want to tell them what it is? You remember what, what you name you? Creations. Creations. Creations Cafe is going to be called, right? So we'll have a little sign up there and stuff like that. And we encourage you to keep coming and being a part of that this year. That's one of the neater things that we've been doing is, is having that cafe. I just see people get together and uh, have some coffee and some donuts. And the people that are doing it, man, you guys are awesome. Thank you for doing that. Um, this is a gift card, and you get your choice of any one of the things you uh, want back there. So congratulations. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I meant to do that. Okay. The Creations Cafe from here on, so let it be, so let it be said. Uh, be sure and get you a, a mug. Also, uh, the mugs go up next week, so be sure and see Mitzi with the blonde hair back there. Get you a mug. They're $13 today. And that's it. Also, don't forget to get your stuff in our uh, safe there. It's getting ready to be put back this week. You've got till Saturday at noon to get it to get it in there. So if you don't have your things, Saturday at noon, it's getting right back in together. Did you like the way Yancey did that last week? He blew it up. And that, that was only Yancey would do it. Yeah. Endangered us all. Thank you so much, God. For Here's Abby. God bless you. Church. My name is Abby Lucas, and I just have a few announcements about what is going on here at ICC. Our life groups are going to start forming the week of January 22nd, so please make sure you grab a paper that has a list of all of our life groups for this semester, or you can check them out on our website. If you have a memory or a picture or something you would like to put in the wall, please make sure you get that done today as the wall is going to be closed at some point this week and it will not be reopened until 2033. Today is the last day to get a good discount on our new Impact Christian Church mugs. Next week, the price is going to increase to $15. Youth group starts on January 22nd at 6 p.m. If you are in the 55 and plus group on January 25th from 12 to 3, you're going to be having a lunch here at the church. Well, ICC, that is all the news I have for you. I hope you have a blessed and awesome week and we'll see you next week. Healing doesn't come and life all